Pretty great. How are you, John? I'm uh, I'm doing pretty good. I'm I'm pretty pleased to hear that the uh, first uh, soccer game canceled because of a uh, uh, nefarious object turned out to just be an old training kit. Yeah, real uh, real high class operation over at Man U there. I was. Uh, that's a good. That's that's a wonderful thing to be a butt of a joke right there. I know. We think this is a bomb. Oh, it's a piece of workout equipment that we paid people to show us earlier in the week. <laughs> I didn't know that detail. Oh, man, that's great. That's great. Fun times. So, oh, so we have an extra special pod this week. We have joining us uh, one of the world's up-and-coming filmmakers, uh, my cousin... <laughs> Joe Post. Joe, welcome to the pod. How are you doing? Hey guys, how's it going? It's going good. Nice to meet you, Joe Post. Yeah, nice to meet you, John. (laughs) So, when we have uh, new guests on, we usually play a little bit of the hot seat game with them, which I don't know if people enjoy it or don't like it at all, but it's pretty fun. So, we're going to put you on the hot seat here real quick before hearing about what you're working on. Uh, The first question... First question's an easy one. What is your favorite movie? Uh, well, as a filmmaker, that's like the hardest question. <laughs> but uh, Toy Story. Uh, no, I'll go with Jaws. Is probably up there. That's a good one. I haven't heard. We haven't heard Jaws yet. Jaws was like my introduction to horror films. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm definitely still scared of swimming, even in deep lakes. It's like <laughs> a no-go for me. Yeah, I was. I actually am scared of, of terrified actually of deep water as well. But it's not because of Jaws. It's actually. Do you guys remember Page Master? No. No, I haven't. I haven't seen that one. It's like a cartoon movie from way back in the day, and I watched it when I was eight years old. And there's a there's a part about Ahab and Moby Dick in there, and. I always thought a white whale would come and eat me up when I was swimming in deep water. So, I feel you there, bud. I'm only scared of jungle rivers because of Anaconda, which I actually, I watched Anaconda at Higgins Lake. I think that's your movie, Joe. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's definitely a lake movie. We live it up there. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, My brother was scared of those type of rivers, but it was because of that fish that swims up your deck. That's what I was scared of. Yeah, I think that was the rundown that that was on. Yeah, that is a terrifying concept. <laughs> so, so, Joe, who is uh, your favorite director? Uh, well, for overall, like the best ratio of all his movies, maybe Tarantino. Like I like nice. Spielberg a lot, but Lincoln and some of his newer stuff I don't like. So I don't know. I might go with Tarantino. Nice. Did you uh, sure. see? Did you see the new Star Wars? This question is getting old. By the way, we might have to take this. Oh one yeah! Out. Oh no! Definitely don't take that one. <laughs> did you like it? Oh yeah, definitely. I thought it was tied with Empire. I would say. Yeah. I loved it. I yeah, went to it four times. Great. Nice. 
I'm hope- I still haven't seen it once. I'm hoping it sets the, it sets the stage. It does a lot of like setting up, I think. Yeah, definitely. We will see what the next ones are oh, like. It has a little bit of a tie with uh, Joyride later, or oh, I, maybe I spoiled that. Oh yeah, I yeah. No, we'll we'll talk about that later. I'm looking forward to it. So uh, when you saw Titanic growing up, was that the first time you saw boobs? Uh, I've I was excited about seeing the boobs in Titanic, but I still haven't seen it. you know what save yourself the three hours and 15 minutes and do some googling it's a brave new world now (laughs) so uh an old classic here boyhood or birdman uh i'm going boyhood and actually i was hoping to talk about another movie from richard Linklater today so have we have we had a single person say birdman yet Oh, yeah, we've had people say Birdman. Who said Birdman? Oh, I can't remember. I know that we have, though, because we said boo to them. Oh, okay. But anyways, excellent choice, Joe. I like Birdman a lot, but uh, I don't know, Boyhood, but that was something totally innovative and new, and that was cool. I don't know. Yeah. We, we just thought that uh, Birdman was basically a little much... Yeah, I do still. I sure. do still like Birdman though. The way we talk about it now is like it's the shittiest movie ever, but it it is a good movie. <laughs> I still yeah, give well, four stars, but I like to just like shit on it. Whatever wins the Oscar is always fun to shit on. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good point. Do you have a favorite Wes Anderson movie? say maybe Budapest uh, Moonrise Kingdom's pretty great I have that one too Nice. but yeah I'll go go with Budapest what is the uh, worst movie that you've seen lately ooh lately I I, I never turn movies off but we were camping out in a tent and tried to rent like a terrible scary movie and we watched one called The Drownsman yeah which (laughs) is real bad she in the beginning she drowned so she's scared of this guy she's seen in a different world called the Drownsman. Anyways, she doesn't even drink water anymore. She gets it injected. Wow. And, yeah, someone drinks water, spits it on the table, arm comes through the table. I, I couldn't even finish it, but, yeah. <laughs> what? That doesn't make any sense. That sounds yeah, it was tough. Big. And it, it, was, it was, like, well shot and well made, too. So it was even harder to watch because it was, like, these people are just insane. I don't know. These people just made a bad movie. Yeah. Yeah, because I just watched a movie that's almost the opposite of that. Have you seen Dark Floors? No. It's on HBO Now Now. And I didn't know this going into it, but it is the... Um, what, oh, how do you want to call it? It is the film vision of the lead singer of the Swedish death metal group Lordi. Hmm. If you happen to know the song, um, Heart, wait, wait, is that right? Hard Rock Hallelujah, that's who Lordi sings. And it's like this interesting concept, basically this like autistic girl transports these, uh, or is somehow involved with this hospital getting thrown into a parallel dimension. The costumes are so bad. The production value is so bad. But it's like kind of an interesting concept because all the floors are something different. 
and you feel like there's supposed to be some big meaning at the end, and they never explain it fully, and it's really frustrating. So I I would still actually say I would still recommend it though. Yeah, I love high concept movies, but you gotta pull them off. It's hard to do sometimes. Yeah, right. and it's 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 almost frustrating to the point that I'm upset that I watched it, but it's still enough that I would recommend it. Yeah, I kind of felt like that about Pontypool. That was kind of a little too confusing for me, but I loved it. I don't know. I love Pontypool. That's one of my personal horror favorites, but I can understand why uh, Why it is confusing. Might yeah. be better second time even. I don't know. I've watched it like three or four times, and I've read like eight different synopsises of it because you're right. The plot line is confusing, like how the virus gets spread and stuff, but I just think it's great. Yeah, I do too. I just love the whole radio part of it. That's cool. How it's all in one little space. Yeah, it's awesome. So, you have any more questions there, Tom? Uh, yeah, Joe, what is your favorite baseball movie? Baseball movie? Uh, I, I gotta say, I'm gonna make you sad, Tom, but not a big baseball fan. But, yeah. uh, <laughs> Thanks, a, Tom. A, a movie I just seen, actually, I want to talk about from Birdman, or not Birdman, but, uh, Boyhood Directors, Everybody Wants Some. It's in theaters right now, it's probably about to leave, but, uh. I haven't heard it's of about, it. Did you hear about it? Have you seen it? No, or? I haven't. Oh, it's uh, it's they. He calls it dazed and confused too. So it's kind of the same, just partying, hanging out. But it's uh, freshman in college, and he's on the baseball team, and they're getting ready to like win it all this year. And it's the first three days before class starts, and a lot of fun. And definitely go check it out if you haven't seen it. Yeah, I'll have to do that. That sounds great. I've heard good things about that one as well. I wanted to check it out. That was probably, that's definitely my favorite movie this year so far. So. Oh, nice. Huh. All right, so yeah, those are all my questions. John, do you have any? Yeah, I've, I've got my two standbys. Um, so I always like to ask these two questions, Jill. The first one is, what's the first movie that made you cry? Mm, I probably actually, crying during movies is almost a more recent thing for me. When I got older, I don't know. You get more into the movie, maybe. Right. Yeah. But uh, the only one I can think of right now is End of Watch, a buddy cop movie, which is, <laughs> the end is pretty intense. So. Yeah. That's awesome. That's that's a different choice. That's the most unusual selection I've heard since my brother crying at Godzilla. <laughs> yeah, that was a, that was an odd one. Yeah. Well, that's cool. I like that. And then my second one is, growing up, was there a actor or a movie character that you like looked up to and wanted to grow up to be? Yeah, definitely. I would say Harrison Ford, for sure. <laughs> uh, Indiana Jones and Han Solo. I mean, you can't beat that. I was going to say, it's kind of hard to pick between the two, but... Yeah. I hear you. I hear you. So have you seen any good movies lately? Uh, I could go through my week, maybe. Uh, yeah, it'd be great. I don't know if they're good, but uh, I would say early this week we uh, watched Green Inferno for the second time. Have you guys heard about that? No. Uh, I I heard about it, but you can go and explain it, Joe. Real All quick. right. Yeah, it's well, it's about college activists, blah blah blah, try to save a tribe. They end up to be cannibals. 
But the cool part is they actually filmed it in the Amazon and met like a almost an undiscovered tribe or a tribe with little contact, and they convinced them to act as cannibals. So that was kind of like the big selling point. Right. But uh, not the best. It's funny, but it's it's, it's whatever. A, it's a remake of, or it's the that it's horrifying movie right? with what Cannibal Holocaust. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of the same same type of like like it's new little brothers type of deal yeah Yeah, well green inferno is the name of the movie in cannibal holocaust right i mean there's like some connection there yeah there's some definitely some connect he has a list of all the movies that inspired it at the end oh really yeah and for you dear listeners cannibal holocaust was like one of the famous exploitation italian films of the 1970s and um it's this cannibal movie and it's like super gruesome and grotesque, and I think they actually um, killed an alligator on screen. Yeah, Ooh. I've seen it on YouTube. They—that's the hardest part. They kill like turtles, spiders, snakes. It was but, banned uh, in a lot of countries for a long time. Yeah, the uh, a cool story about that one too. The director—it was like the first found footage movie. And the whole cast, like, dies in the movie. And he was actually going to be charged with murder for it. And they had to, like, come in court and be like, we're not dead. So that's, like, right. kind of a funny, crazy deal. Yeah, that one sounds wild. Uh, have you seen any other movies recently? Uh, after that, I think later this week, we watched uh, The Boy, which was a haunted doll movie. Not my favorite. Yeah. We're not fan. Me and my wife almost watched that as soon as we saw Haunted Doll. I like horror movies, but fuck anything involving Haunted Dolls. <laughs> haunted Dolls for me and Haunted Kids, like, they're not scary. They're funny. And, like, this boy doll looks like <laughs> Team America or something. <laughs> like, I can't even take it seriously. But uh, there's only a few options with Haunted Dolls. They're either haunted or they're not. And it was kind of... I guess what it was going to be before I watched it, but it was well made, so I don't know. So, Haunted? so you're obviously a horror movie guy. Is there a genre that actually does scare you in the horror, or like that you find more scary than others? Haunted kids are the scariest thing in the world to me. I was just going to say. Yeah. Like Tom <laughs> Kids, I'm Haunted Dolls. Like, is there one that you will like watch, but you're like, I know I'm going to get scared by this? Oh, man, I don't know. Anything alone scares me. If I'm at home alone watching anything, like okay. Scooby-Doo, I don't even know. Like, anything <laughs> alone is going to scare me, so. Yeah, yeah, I got you now. Anything kind of, uh, like, extremely uncomfortable situations or, I don't know, I don't know. That's Probably hard. Like, um, hostile kind of situations? Yeah, hostile. That's definitely, like, well, that's one of my favorites for sure. He directed, uh. Green Inferno too, so that's kind of weird. Okay, yeah, I can't. I don't anything too gruesome like that. I just, I, it's not for me. I'm a big creature feature guy. If have, I'm yeah. getting, have you yeah. seen like the Saw movies, John? Those are supposed to be the worst, as far as that goes, right? <laughs> I've seen like, I've seen like two or three, but there's like what ten by now. Yeah, there's a lot. Definitely, <laughs> there's so many saws. Yeah, I haven't seen a second of a single Saw film, nor will I. Yeah, don't need to, probably. Yeah. The first one's cool, not that violent. That one's good, but that's like an indie small one, but... Yeah, yeah they, the first one's super smart. Yeah, yeah. 
Did you see any movies this week, John? I didn't see anything. I watched that one Dark Floors whatever thing. <laughs> um, and then, when I watched, oh, me and Ayanda watched actually a pretty decent movie, Breach. It was called Breach, and it's about um, in 2001 when uh, that one FBI agent who had been selling information to the Soviets for like 20 years. Yeah. Or whatever. It's like the story about how he got caught. Okay. Um, it's got Ryan Philippe in it um, as like the young guy who kind of catches him. And actually, I'm glad you reminded me because I want to ask, what is your opinions on Ryan Philippe? I feel like I think he's... it's Philippe, right? Yeah, sorry, Philippe. I, I, I don't, whatever. Yeah, Philippe, Ryan Philippe. I feel like he is an underrated actor, but is generally, from what I can think of, is cast as like a cut rate, like leading man, handsome boy. What is he in? Ryan Felipe? Well, he's in this breach. What else is he in? What's his big well, movie? If my wife were here, she would point out uh, his amazing role in MacGruber, where he he is often cast as a kind of, you know, cut-rate leading man, and he is so funny in MacGruber. But he's in, he's in like, Igby Goes Down is what I think of him as in, because I like that movie, but most people probably don't. He's he does oh says he's in Drunk History that's cool, uh, the Lincoln Lawyer, MacGruber, yeah. Breach. He's probably most famously in Crash. Yeah, I was just about okay, to say. Yeah. He's the um, he's the. Um, I know what you did last summer. Who says he's not racist? Right, Cruel Intentions. I know what you did last summer. Flags of Our Fathers. Yeah, he's, and like, like I said, I don't mean to like insult him because I think he's, I, I like him and everything he does, but it just seems like, I don't know, maybe he's not handsome enough to get that next up break, right? I don't know. <laughs> it's pretty high, pretty high standards. Yeah, he's an interesting one. He's kind of like a poor man's Josh Hartnett in that way. I was just going to say there's Josh Hartnett's floating around that won't even take big roles. <laughs> so you know that it's a cutthroat world in that leading man territory. <laughs> Yeah, no, for sure. What's a white guy got to do in these streets? That's <laughs> exactly Be it. more handsome than Ryan Phillippe, apparently. Yeah, I think that's kind of the kind of the breaking point. If you can be more handsome than Ryan Phillippe, you're, you're set. The world, the world is <laughs> your oyster, frankly. Yeah, He's guy. pretty handsome himself, so. But. All right, so. so uh, yeah, nothing much. Beyond that, nothing much. All right, so Joe, why don't you uh, tell us about the project you're working on right now? Hopefully, we'll have it on the pod one of these days. But oh yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, we last summer we shot a movie and uh, called the when the old phone rings, and we're finishing up in post, and hopefully we can export it this week. But there's always tons of little problems that I gotta look over. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah. So what's your- What's your end goal for this movie? Like, are you showing it at a festival, or is this just for your own personal enjoyment? Uh, definitely we're going to try to get into some festivals. I don't know. Well, I'm, I'm pretty sure we'll get into a few. But, uh, yeah, festivals are cool. Uh, Netflix would be, like, the top goal, but who knows oh, how really? that works. But <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. movie yeah. stores, I don't know. Just I just want people to see it. What's like the furthest you've gotten in terms of I don't know what the word would be distribution. There we go. In terms of distribution, 
Oh, I've really never tried, so it's all a new thing. We're just we just throw little shorts up on YouTube, but this was the first thing over twenty minutes, really. Your shorts, oh, really? Are, your oh, so yeah. you're like uncharted territory, like trying to get off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Your shorts are really good, by the way. What are they posted under? I'll put a link in our podcast thing. What was that? Sorry. said so your shorts are really good. What is the name of your YouTube channel? Oh, our, our newer one's called J Post Productions or J Post Pro at Twitter. Nice. So have you even started talking to festivals or are you just trying to finish the movie and then you'll take that? And then you're kind of kind of test the waters after that. I'm really interested in what it takes to get movies out there because I feel like people. Oh yeah, you, I don't want to make it sound like it's easy to make a movie, but yeah, you can make a movie. But then how how do you take that next step to get it out there? What is what is that like? Yeah, uh, I'm not the guy to ask. I don't know. I'm the guy that only knows how to make it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just my about professor to just there's websites and you just pretty much send them a Vimeo link and. You have to pay like thirty bucks to some festivals, or those smaller ones are free, and just see if they take it. I guess. No kidding. That's awesome. The, I guess that's how indies like get shown, though, right? I mean, as you show them at a festival, and then they have, I guess, for lack of a better word, they got talent scouts there, and they're like, you know, from Netflix or from bigger. Um, uh, distribution says ah, I think we can market this or yeah and they pick them up I guess that's the way it works huh yeah and uh, yeah with the internet too it's cool because no one wants it you can throw it up on uh, iTunes or Amazon or something like that right yeah or even YouTube I think starting like a movie service deal nice it's about time so what is this movie <laughs> about YouTube's Maybe we can actually get those YouTube movies we've been watching, Tom, with some decent quality. Oh, my God. <laughs> this. Jeez. Oh, my God. The movie I watched, I watched Joyride on YouTube, and it was, like, the shittiest quality I've ever seen. But we'll, oh, man. We'll talk about that when we get to Joyride. But uh, what is the movie about? Is it a horror movie? Yeah, it's it's a hard pitch, definitely. But, uh, yeah, it's a horror movie with horror comedy. Mostly comedy, I like to say, so they don't get their horror expectations <laughs> up too high. But uh, it should scare people, but they're definitely laugh, so that's cool. Nice. Look, can you can you kind of give uh, a brief synopsis of it? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a bunch of friends because I got only guys that ever acted for me, so I yeah. have to make it. How can you make a movie about? five guys so it ended up have to be a fraternity of course so it's a uh their first frat house burns down and now they have to move and i got in contact with a guy that owns a really awesome big old house from like 1912 or something and so they buy a new house and it obviously has a past that's not too great i guess and it has, uh, I picked Joyride today because it has a lot to do with that because it's all about prank calls and using the phone. And they're, they always have a plan that digs a hole and gets them into some shit that it's <laughs> not a great idea. So it's nice. all about like pranking and bad decisions, just make stuff worse kind of deal. Okay. I was about to ask if it was, um, I just hear horror comedy and I hear old house and I think um, 
oh wow, I'm going to blink on, on what it's called now. Australian or New Zealand horror comedy. Um, a newer one? Uh, yeah, newer one. Like uh, Housebound? Not... Housebound, there we go. Yeah. I was going to ask if it was like a Housebound kind of sitch or not. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's it's They do something wrong and shit goes south and it keeps going south. So that's <laughs> kind of... It's it's plot driven from plot point to plot point, so it's hard to pitch. But right, yeah, that's the main deal. Cool, cool. That yeah, well, great. Uh, definitely looking forward to seeing that. Yeah, that'll be a blast. We'll have to have you back on and talk about that movie. In the meantime, people can watch your YouTube videos at J Post Productions. The letter J, right? Yep. Yep, and then you're on Twitter at J Post Pro. So let's uh, wrap up this first segment, and when we come back, we will be talking about the mercurial film Joyride, starring uh, R.I. Paul Walker. So do you guys want to do this? I've just been recording all this. I'll probably just put it all in. It's semi-interesting. Yeah. All right. Speaking of a sales pitch that we don't have for our pod, what is this podcast in a minute? I don't think we could do that one. If I had to pitch this pod. In a minute. Pitch the pod. What would the elevator pitch of this podcast be? So me and my buddy Tom get together, sometimes with another person. We generally talk about movies. Sometimes we talk about sports. We talk about life. We talk about love lost. We talk about love gained. We talk about all those interesting life things. We don't even talk uh, about those try things Try and tie much. it back together uh, in some kind of movie format. Uh, mostly we just have fun. Yeah, I would say that's pretty accurate. Yeah, that's, that's our one-minute pitch. Yeah. 
Well, anyways, since you're already listening, dear listeners, now you know what it's about. If there's a big PCAST talent scout out there listening, <laughs> Which, that's our big one minute. You know, you know they are. Yeah, there's so many talent scouts out for podcasts, just just trolling that waters for for bountiful bounties. I couldn't think of Ooh. a good adjective for that one. Anyways, dear listeners, we watched a film this week. We watched the is it 2001? What year did this come out? Yep. Yep. The 2001 film Joyride, starring Paul Walker, and it is really something. So, Joe, could you tell us a little bit about why you recommended this movie? Sure, Tom. Uh, I recommended it because I love road movies, and I knew you didn't like horror, so I went with more of a thriller, but right. kind of something I knew we all would maybe like, hopefully. But... Uh, yeah, and it has a lot in common with the movie we made with dealing with pranking people and getting into a bunch of trouble, so yeah. Yeah, I actually thought this was really good. I was scared in times, I found it really compelling, and I enjoyed it. Uh, one question, how long is this movie? Because I watched a version that was an hour and 27 minutes long, and John watched a version that was an hour 52 Yes. <laughs> well, yeah. There, there's four endings. So. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. They're, uh, for getting ready for this, I, I've listened to them before, but there's there's like three commentaries. I re-listened to one of them. Yeah. But uh, yeah, there, <laughs> there's four endings. I think they reshot three of them, and I don't even. I watched the original today, and. It was all right. It was well, kind of a well, little... What yeah, ha- I can go through yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. What happens in the original? So I watched one in which everybody, I think, survived. And then he calls them on the ambulance radio to be like, you know, obviously setting up a sequel of some sort. Yeah, that's that's the uh, that's the ending that's the real ending. Okay. So that's say, I guess. Is that the one you watched, John? Um, I actually didn't get to the ending because I thought it was only an hour and 27 minutes and then it kept on going and I had to get on for the podcast. Well, cool. Now you get to choose what one you want to watch. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Which ending? All right. Let's get it. All right. So the original ending, which is 29 minutes different than the finished product, starts when they... Can we spoil this movie? Yeah, Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, it starts with uh, when they're in the diner naked, right. which is like an hour into the movie, maybe. Right. And the whole point of that in this ending is to get. Uh, let's see. I'll get all the characters' names right. Wow, that's like a whole another movie then. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So the whole point of that is to get Venom by herself in the car, right. and the truck is right behind her, and is trying is planning to kidnap her. Right. And uh, she calls Fuller and Lewis out, and uh, and Fuller jumps in, takes the car, while Paul Walker's running butt-ass naked for, like, <laughs> 200 yards, which is pretty funny, and they're throwing him clothes. Right. And uh, they're trying to see the truck driver next to him. Uh, van comes towards them. They swerve off the road, crash. It rolls a few times. Uh, they run a person off the road, so they go to jail. And it's like, 
a whole new scene with characters that's not even in it anymore. Wow. And uh, what's his name? Uh, Walter Goggins, if you know him, from like Hateful Eight. Mm-hmm. He's like the racist dude in that. Uh, he he plays a cop or like a southern cop a lot. So he's a deputy. They're in jail. They're going to trace uh, Rusty Nail down. And, you know, tracing calls last like a while. You need to keep them on the hook, I guess. That's right. always the deal. Right. At least in movies, that is the thing. Yeah, yeah. Definitely they can probably just push a button and get it. Right. But anyway, 2001, who knows? <laughs> so, uh, so Rusty Nail calls, they trace him down, and he, you hear gunshot, and he supposedly shoots himself. So they trace the call, go find his body, his, his like, head's gone. Then they open the train car, and, uh, Venna's friend's hanging there, and it was a pretty scary part. Uh, she's presumably dead, I guess, and then she screams, scares you. And they save her, take her in an ambulance. The two guys ride with the cop. And then they realize that that was the body of the ice truck driver okay. from, from earlier. Right. And so they're like, oh, we got to get Venna out of the ambulance and the cop won't turn around. So Paul Walker goes like crazy on the cop, takes his gun, shoots the radio, makes the cop get out. They go find the ambulance. It's crashed. Venna's gone. The girl's okay. Her friend. Uh, and then they pull over the truck, which is pretty cool. And uh, Steve Zahn's character Fuller takes the cop uniform and like is gonna go walk up to the truck. They end up in the cornfield, uh, which is in the regular version, I guess. Right. Yeah. But this time it ends with the exact ending of jaws and they hit a propane tank and it spins in front of the truck shoot it explode and wow. it will be pretty much they go to a hospital talk a little bit right but yeah jaws ending it was pretty crazy wow i like that i like that version better than the one we watched did you watch the motel with the gun yep yes uh was there did the rusty nail like getting a fist fight with him or no yeah i think so he he was rusty nail was holding the one guy by his jaw so that he would see when the girl got her head blown off but then that didn't happen and he like impaled the dude's leg okay and stuff and then and what, sorry oh yeah so well also i should say so the quality of the video that i watched was terrible it was the lowest I don't know why the YouTube video was just awful. Um, is it shot nicely normally? Like you can't see a lot oh, of stuff. Yeah, definitely. Okay, you never really see Rusty Nail. You do for a little bit, but I kind of liked that aspect of it that you don't really see him. Yeah. The voice is Buffalo Bill from Silence of the Lambs. Yeah, that makes sense. I got a theory. I got to tell you guys, it's insane. Yeah. <laughs> so Buffalo Bill, you know, that's Buffalo Bill, Paul Walker. So, Rusty Nails, Buffalo Bill, Paul Walker, whatever. So, I think I think the Paul Walker character uh, is so scared of truck drivers, he becomes a cop in the trucking division, right. which would be Fast and the Furious. Right. And his boss in Fast and the Furious is Buffalo Bill. Oh, my God. That's amazing. <laughs> so, yeah. So, Rusty Nail infiltrated the FBI, I guess, 
And, yeah, I think Fast and the Furious probably should have took it that way, but I guess they went with jumping cars through three buildings, <laughs> but that's okay, too. Hey, it's pretty cool. They, I like that one. They make like a billion dollars every time they make one, so they've they've got yeah. something figured out. <laughs> so what were what were the other endings? Are there two other ones? Yeah, what were the uh, other two? There's an ending where you guys, it, you probably didn't watch this one, but there's like a big fist fight where you see the truck driver, which is terrible. Okay. And Paul Walker ends up trying to hit the truck into him, and he actually drives it through the motel. Yeah. Which is weird. Uh, is the weird. other endings, I haven't watched them clearly because they were all just re-edited motel scenes pretty much. Right. So let's let's uh, talk about the movie. The action starts when Polly's uh, douchebag brother gets out of jail. He picks him up. They have like a CB radio or something. And they're talking to truck drivers, and they have uh, Paul Walker talk in a girl's voice, say his name is Candy Cane, and basically set up this dude and show him up. And my early on, I just had a note where Paul Walker is talking in the girl voice, which is odd to watch, and his brother just goes, oh man, this is turning me on. <laughs> that actually... The writer of this is J.J. Abrams, and uh, yeah, I another saw guy that. that didn't write much was, was uh, Clay something. Sorry, I forgot his name. But uh, yeah, J.J. said no one ever questioned Paul Walker's woman voice at all the screenings he was at, which is hilarious because, <laughs> he's, yeah, he's terrible at it. Right. I mean, he's Paul Walker. The, the other guy has such a naturally high voice, it would make so much more sense <laughs> for him to do the lady's voice. I couldn't believe that it was Paul Walker doing it. Yeah, even even the girl's voice was more manly than Paul Walker's, probably. Hers was odd, I thought. Yeah. I thought the ice, tree, the ice truck scene, where the guy comes and they think it's the bad guy, but he's not, and he just gives them their credit card and turns around... And then he blows through the ice truck. That was my favorite part. Oh, <laughs> That's like, I wrote a few parts that I thought were unbelievable, but we were hilarious. And the ice truck definitely takes the top for that exploding. Yeah, that was great. I just, I just liked it how the two guys, Paul Walker and Steve Zahn, it seemed like the director just told them, I want you guys to just talk like Keanu Reeves for this entire movie. Yeah, like they're, they're just very. I don't know. I there was a couple times because I was kind of half watching this all day. I had a lot of yard work to do, so I had headphones in during the times they were driving, and it was just talking heads, and I didn't have to watch action. And I could have sworn it was just Keanu Reeves. <laughs> yeah, Paul Walker has a bit of that about him in most stuff. Yeah, I guess they just don't talk very much in Fast and the Furious, so I've never really been able to tell. Yeah. What, uh... This was weird. He seemed younger than Fast and the Furious, but this was after, I think, wasn't it? Really? Well, the, well, they had before and after Fast and Furious, I'm sure. I don't know when the first one of those was. I'll have to look that up. I have no idea. They've been out forever. This gets I'm thinking, to, uh, some reason I want to say 95, but maybe not. Or... No, no that's two th- two thousand one was the first one. Okay, so yeah, this might have been before. Yeah. 
probably was for my theory definitely before right <laughs> so uh john what was your favorite part i, I did like the ice truck uh scene I, I i thought that was great and a really good setup too um what uh what was did you like this movie it gets a 77 on rotten tomatoes by the way i was honestly surprised that it so i think it was a good movie i don't want to take away from it but i was shocked that it got so such a high rating on rotten tomatoes and that on wikipedia it specifically says it was a commercial failure but a critical success yeah like apparently it just like got rave reviews from critics throughout the entire thing and I thought it was a decent movie, but I didn't think it was anything, like, mind-blowing. But maybe I'm just... Maybe it could have been the quality, too, of the YouTube. Yeah, the YouTube quality brings it down. But I thought that they kept it simple really well and focused on just the scariness of being isolated on a highway around people who all know the place that you're at better than you do. It's almost like a jungle story in that way, right? Is they they don't know the roads like these truckers do. And it was I thought that was a really good natural scary setup. What about the scene or do we go in order on this or Well, we can or do, we just do whatever. Just do yeah. it. <laughs> All right, what about the scene with just the audio of the guy next door? That's like perfect. I think that's my favorite scene. I think that's my favorite scene actually. Yeah. That yeah, was super scary to me. Yeah, if the viewers haven't seen it, it's uh, they pull a prank, sending the truck driver to a guy that is next door at the motel, and all you do is hear what's going on over there, and you're not really sure, and they never cut over there, and it's just all audio, and it's pretty freaky. <laughs> oh, I was saying the scene that led up to that too. That's probably one of my favorite with the most racist guy in the world at the motel desk. Yeah. I I liked the that it was shot. You're right within the room because you have a trapped in the room thing and you don't know what's going on outside, and there's all these ominous sounds and yeah, that scene was really good. I think my favorite. I don't think it was a particular scene, but I think the best thing that they did. I agree with you, Tom. Never showing the trucker and just like basically having the truck be the like the visual. character visual evil that you see in this but yet still it he's a real person this rusty nail but at the same time he's like kind of mythical because who can rip a jaw clean off right i mean this dude's gotta be like huge and strong as hell right and that's like what he does to that one guy he leaves him he leaves him for dead basically but he's still alive and his jaw is ripped clean off like that's crazy yeah. yeah, it's definitely a fine line by showing the bad guy a lot. Like in our movie, there's there's a couple ghosts in it, and it's really hard to decide when to show them because you need to show them, but you really can't show them at all, much at all. And when you right. do, you gotta way underlight it, and it's, it's it's hard to do, definitely. Right, you gotta bring it when you finally show them. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's like the uh, signs. When do you show? Oh, yeah. When do you show was, those guys? It was so disappointing. I love Signs. I yeah. listened to your Signs episode, but <laughs> Signs is one of my top twenty movies. I'd say. What did you think of the happening then? I thought it'd be a good twenty-minute Twilight Zone episode if it was made in 
1940. <laughs> I could but see that. Not starring Marky Mark. And, and, Zoe, yeah. and Zoe Deschanel is not born. <laughs> I used to hate her, but I love New Girl, so she, yeah, I cut her break now. I, I like her music better than her acting things. I think she's all right. She's just terrible in that movie. I mean, so is Marky Mark. Marky Mark did some <laughs> horrendous things on that screen. <laughs> Their best actor they killed 15 minutes in. Oh, absolutely. I can't even remember um, who it is now. The uh, Who else? It doesn't matter, but... Yeah, those that movie is ugh. garbage. <laughs> it's not no Joyride, that's for sure. Yeah, no, definitely. <laughs> I thought Joyride was legit scary, though. I was afraid. Not afraid. It's afraid it's like thriller. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's something yeah. you gotta just kind of sit down and watch. I thought the cornfield scene was good too. Speaking of signs, yeah, the cornfield to me felt a little odd. I don't know. I don't know why. Maybe it just it seems like they get there a little quick or or like I don't know. Yeah. I think it was a wasted moment to be quite honest because again, I wasn't really I mean, I had stuff to do today and that was actually a scene that I felt like I didn't have to watch. Yeah. That, I feel like a Go ahead. Oh, yeah, cuz well that was the original climax. So there's shots of him even in a cop jacket, Steve Zahn, and like you can't. I. I never. T- I could never tell. And I watched this tons of times. But uh, right. yeah, I mean, it probably lost some stuff in editing, so it's not the strongest. But if you thought it was work, that's great. Then. I couldn't see it as well because the quality was so terrible. So there was kind of an ominousness about it, where you don't know what's going on in the cornfield, which I think is why cornfields are scary, right? Is you're in them and you don't know where things are. Yeah, when they take when they take Venna and all the stock shake, that's a crazy scary shot. I thought. Yeah. I just I, I wish that they could have done more because yeah, cornfields are inherently so scary, and I don't know. I I think that's kind of how I felt about this movie. I thought it had a lot of really really strong points, and I really actually enjoyed not really watching it and just hearing the dialogue. I think the dialogue was really good. And the rusty nail voice and it was like great. Oh, yeah. it was creepy enough that they didn't really need anything else. Like the very beginning part, like where he is like, "Oh, I've never done this before. I guess I'd take off your bra or <laughs> whatever." It's like funny, but at the same time, it's also super creepy. Yeah, this is definitely a great audio movie to watch if you just need to listen to it for some reason. Yeah, so it's like that's super impressive. There, the one scene in the in the motel room is super impressive. Blowing up the ice trucks, super cool. But you know, it, it didn't quite. It, it could have been a great movie. And it was just it was just good. You know. Yeah, I think that's how I feel about it. I thought they did a good job when Denna was talking to Rusty Nail, and she actually understands what is going on. It's kind of a movie about mistreating people, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, JJ was saying they kind of brainstormed, like, maybe Rusty Nail was picked on a lot or had some kind of deformity. Right. Or, he had, like, he maybe never had love, and them doing this is, like, really hardcore mean. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did like the fact that they never really explained it, though. Or at least, yeah, that was a good decision for sure. Yeah, leave some mystery in there. 
Have you seen any of the sequels to this, Joe? Yeah, they depress me. Are they bad? <laughs> yeah, they're... This movie is one of my favorites. I know it's not the best made thing ever, but I love road movies and everything. Right. The other ones, they show the trucker's face probably first ten minutes. They they do everything wrong, every single thing. Wow. I, um, I just read the plot synopsis, and it kind of sounds like they were trying to turn him into like a Jason or a Freddy, more or less. Yeah. Rusty oh. Nail. <sighs> yeah. Have you guys seen Duel? No. It's one of Spielberg's, if not, it might be his first, but it's one of his first movies, and it's pretty much the same plot, kind of, without the pranks, but it's just a truck driver chasing a guy, and you never see him, and it's just kind of a road chase movie. I thought this was going to be like, when I first, um, I've never seen this movie, but when I when I kind of read the plot synopsis, I thought it was going to kind of be like The Hitcher. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I seen parts of the hitcher but a lot of people compare it to that yeah but the hitcher is more like supernatural right yeah he's i'm pretty sure it's kind of a hitchhiker but he definitely has like kind of like a michael myers he's a little bit supernatural maybe yeah almost like um maybe a, a <laughs> for being supernatural a more grounded uh um uh jeepers creepers oh yeah first. Yeah. Speaking of road movies, are you a Jeepers Creepers fan? Definitely, definitely big fan. Yeah. Those are actually, I mean, like I said, I love horror movies. That Those are the only two movies that I will literally, and it's really weird because I wasn't scared when I watched them, but like to this day, I haven't watched that movie in like two years, and I will have random nightmares about Jeepers Creepers. Yeah. We watch all the horror movies, and my girlfriend was some reason freaking out at it. And it was like, yeah. I don't know, sometimes it works really good. The yeah. second one I'm not a huge fan of, but yeah, that that director is kind of uh, get, get to a darker note, I guess, here. But he had like a deal where he like molested a kid on the first set he was on. So it's really? like, I, I love the movie, but I hate the dude. So yeah, it kind yeah, of really bums me out. It's like uh, it's like a um, oh, it's like a Woody Woody Allen type sitch, huh? Yeah, yeah, Polanski, Woody Allen. Yeah, that is a bummer. Woof. Great movie, San- Sandusky and all over town. <laughs> uh, did you town. did you see that Joe Paterno just knew about that stuff from the seventies? I did. I haven't seen that. I mean, I saw you text that. And, and Donald and Donald Trump and Donald Trump campaigning sounded like he thought that Joe Paterno was still alive. <laughs> Great stuff. Oh Trump! Oh a, Trump! A plus. Trumped up charges. Oh my God! Do you guys have Trump segments yet, or not? not no, yet. no. We. I'm sure he made a bunch of movies. We could probably watch. Oh, actually, actually, my girlfriend watched the other day. He's a kid's dad in Little Rascals, the movie. And the kid says, hey, dad, are you proud of me? And he says, you're the best son money can buy. (laughs) (laughs) That's like his one line of Little Rascals, I guess. Oh, my God. That's amazing. We should probably do a Trump watch now that we're kind of getting into the thick of the presidential race, huh, Tom? Oh, God. I like to just... John, if you had seen um, 
Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, you would understand this reference, but when I think about Trump, I like to just do the I'm not really here right now, I'm not really here right now thing. That's what I say to myself. This isn't yeah. really happening. This isn't really happening. I, I just told my wife that there are beautiful moments in the day that I forget that Donald Trump is running for president. Oh, yeah, I forget all the time. It's great. Yeah, it's a beautiful moment in my day. Digging into Anyways. that is like the least joyful thing on earth. That that would be off-brand for movies with John. <laughs> yeah, it would be. That is true. Stick with what we know. Yep. So uh, we're uh, winding down here. Joe, do you have uh, any final thoughts on this movie or any other movies or recommendations? Uh, if you like Joyride, definitely Jeepers Creepers would be a good one. Another road trip, but kind of in the southern Florida area, not all desert. I like motel movies. I don't know. Any road trip or motels, I'm down for that. <laughs> yeah, I like them, but I'm worried they'll change how I view road trips and motels. <laughs> Vacancy would be a good one if you like Joyride, too. All right. I haven't heard about that one. I'll check that one out. So for our listeners, if they want to check in with your work, we've got J-Post Productions on YouTube and J-Post Pro at Twitter. Do we have any other plugs or anything you want to get in? That was the letter J, by the way. Letter J, J, yes. yes. Yeah, my brother's named J, so that really confuses yeah. everyone we know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, no, I'm cool. All right, well, hey, thank you, Joe, for being on. This was a blast. Uh, We'll have to have you back on when the movie's out and we can talk about it. Um, But, yeah, until then, thank you very much. Cool, yeah, I look forward to coming back. It was a lot of fun. Definitely. See you guys. We're going to have to break. When we come back, we will talk about what we are going to talk about next week. Joe on. 
Yeah, I was super glad he came on. He's a great guest on here. He is, again, another guest who knows way more about movies than we do, so that's always a treat. <laughs> we always we always like to be shown up on our own show, Tom. Yeah, it's pretty great. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, well, you will get to next week, but uh, first I just want to give you loyal listeners a quick update on Finding Pumpkin. I know you guys have been... Um, excited to find out more news about uh, what happened with that silly little film. Um, I've reached out to a number of people involved, and as you can guess from a small unknown podcaster, they uh, it's it's pretty stalled at the moment. I haven't heard back from anybody, so um, hopefully we get something here in the future. But at the moment, it's uh, it's fairly limited. Yeah, we'll see. You never know. It all it takes is one little breakthrough. I'm uh, I'm I'm still hoping. We heard back at first, and I think we might have gotten too many early returns. Uh, got us all too excited, but uh, I think we'll get something there. Yeah, we'll do what we can. Oh yeah, absolutely. So, um, on to next week, Tom. What are we up to? Well, next week, John, we are going to discuss. We're gonna have a little extended. Talking TV with Tom, and we are going to talk Game of Thrones with famed uh, podcast podcast guest Ryan Herbsley. Uh, he had the idea; he wanted to do some Thrones talk, and we are happy to have him on for that. Yeah, that's exciting. It'll be uh, it'll be good to break into another medium uh, with movies with John. And Game of Thrones is getting. Super exciting. I am so pumped for tonight's episode, I can't even think. <laughs> You're so excited, you just might punch Joey Bautista in the face. Well, anything else there, Tom? Uh, no, I think that's it, John. So I am looking forward to recording that episode with you. That should be a good time. Yeah, me too. All right. Well, hey, thank you, listeners. Uh, We are going to head out, and we'll see you then. So I love you, John. Thanks for having me on. Love you too, Tom, always. Bye-bye. Bye.